Welcome to Strange Talk. She brought a tear to my eye with the words of wisdom that she spread in that picture, which I hope everyone got a chance to see. Won't you please welcome the legendary star of Paris is Burning, Dorian Corey. Nineteen ninety one, Dorian Corey, fresh off her fame, was living a life that almost every drag queen aspired to. She was adored and revered, and loved every second of it. Don't be fooled though, Dorian was not just some run of the mill entertainer, she was the matriarch of her drag family. She was by all accounts a queen. Dorian wasn't a ruler with an iron fist. Ask anybody and they'd say she would be the first one to help you out of a tough spot. She was quoted on the Joan Rivers show as saying, You lend money to your friends not very much, and give advice sometimes. If someone got evicted or whatever, you might take them in. Then suddenly, the light begins to fade. Flash forward to 1993. Dorian Corey, lying in her hospital bed at Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in Manhattan, taking her final breaths. Many believe that in your final moments, your whole life flashes before your eyes. For Dorian, hers begins in 1937. Dorian was born in Buffalo, New York, known back then as Frederick Lake. Corey was raised on a farm. Not much is said of Dorian's father. His father and mother divorced when Dorian was only eight. After a few years, Dorian's mother remarried, and soon, Dorian became a mother to a new baby, as his mother was too busy being a new wife. That didn't stop Corey, though. No, not one bit. In 1960, Dorian studied at the Parsons School of Design. It was part of the Female Impersonation Act called the Pearl Box Review, where she would perform with a live boa constrictor. That's when Dorian Corey was born. Goodbye, Frederick Lake. Corey started taking female hormones and even had breast implants. The final step was to break away from her family. Fuck all that noise, she thought. The stage is my family. By the 1970s, Dorian Corey was a well-established drag queen, participating in New York drag balls in very extravagant costumes. Even one that would have poles attached to the end of the gown needed to be inserted into a hole so it could act as a tent that would cover the audience. Dorian ran in a bit of a snag though, because her piece of shit boyfriend at the time in the late 70s ran off with all her money that she had won from performing in drag balls. Whatever, fuck him. Nothing could stop Dorian. She was a star that wasn't about to burn out. She founded her own house called the Voguing House of Corey and went on to win 50 more voguing ball competitions. Back to 1993. The light. Starting to fade. No more light. Goodbye. Dorian Corey, the beloved and kind performer, was gone. Dorian had succumbed to AIDS. Before Dorian passed, she made sure that her longtime friend and caregiver would receive all her extravagant costumes and whatever else that she wanted. Hell, she deserved it. She was a good friend. A few days after the funeral, Dorian's longtime friend and caregiver, Lois Taylor, was heading to Dorian's apartment in Harlem. As she went inside the apartment, a moment of grief struck Lois. It was strange to stand in Dorian's apartment, 
without her there. Seeing her wig collection and amazing costumes, it was hard for her. Although, if Dorian was there, Lois expects her to tell her to stop crying. The world doesn't stop turning for anyone, so best you keep moving with it. Lois made her way to Dorian's bedroom, looked at a few keepsakes of Dorian's, and began to empty the closet of her prize costumes that helped win Dorian so many competitions. Soon, Lois found herself reaching the end. The only thing left were a few duffel bags in the back of the closet. But wait, behind these duffel bags was a large suitcase. Lois tried opening it, but the damn zipper wouldn't budge. Lois goes to grab a pair of scissors. She cuts the suitcase open, and immediately, a strong odor emits from the suitcase. Lois stood up. This isn't right. No. Lois dials 911. But what was in that suitcase? Hey strangers, before I continue on with today's episode, I just want to let you guys know that my friends at RockStrewerShop.com is offering my listeners a discount code, that's StrangePod. So use StrangePod to save 15% off any purchase at RockStrewerShop.com, that's R-O-X-JewelryShop.com, and save 50% off with any purchase by using my discount code, StrangePod. Now, back to the show. The police arrived and inspected the suitcase, that awful fucking smell still in the air. One of the officers came back from Dorian's bedroom and begins asking Lois some questions. Did you know what was inside that suitcase? No, honey, she explains. As soon as I started cutting it open and that god-awful smell poured through, I stopped and called you guys. So you know nothing about the body in the suitcase? Honey, a what? Body? No fucking way. I just told you I didn't even open it, let alone get a look inside the damn thing. I have nothing to do with whatever is inside that suitcase. Did Dorian ever say anything or mention this suitcase before? No, never. How did you lift that suitcase? It's pretty heavy. Honey, I weigh 135 pounds. I couldn't lift that fucking thing if I tried. How did you move it in the first place? You know your fingerprints are all over that suitcase. Like I told the first officer, I dragged the fucking thing. That's why my fingerprints are all over it. I came here to take some of Dorian's clothes and recycle and sell the rest. It's what she wanted. She never mentioned anything about a suitcase. I never saw this suitcase. Ever. Lois, along with the whole neighborhood, newspapers, and local news stations, learned what Lois and the police stumbled upon in the suitcase was a body wrapped in old fabric, just like a mummy. It took police a few days, what with transporting the body and everything, to find out who this person that was mummified in that suitcase was. Detective Figueroa was the man that was able to after dipping the body practically in a solution to loosen the wrapping from the dry corpse, lift some fingerprints. Figueroa was able to match the prints to a man named Bobby Worley, also known as Bobby Wells. Bobby was a black man born on December 18, 1938. He was arrested for raping and assaulting a woman in 1963. So don't feel too bad for poor Bobby. Detectives said that Bobby had been in that suitcase for more than 15 years, give or take. The question on every detective's mind that was on this case was, why? You see, Bobby was discovered in that suitcase, wrapped and dried up, with a bullet wound to the back of the head. Now, with Doreen having just passed away, detectives had no way of piecing together a motive, or who even killed Bobby Worley. That didn't stop newspapers or the neighborhood from putting their own story together. The newspapers had a field day 
You couldn't walk down the street without seeing someone reading or talking about the drag queen who had a mummy in her closet. No, seriously, that was one of the headlines that a local newspaper gave the story. From all the gossip, people were divided by two sides. One side believed that Dorian and Bobby were lovers, and one night they had a huge fight. Bobby snapped and hit Dorian. Now, Dorian was a kind person. Like I said before, she was willing to help out anyone in need. But he hit her, and she'll hit back. So she shot him in the back of the head and put his body in the suitcase. What were Dorian and Bobby fighting about, you ask? Lois remembers a short story that Dorian had written before she had passed. It was a story about a drag queen who was dating this ex-con, and they were in love. Only thing was that ex-con of hers wanted the drag queen to have a sex change and fully make the transition into a woman. So they had a huge fight, and you guessed it. That drag queen kills her lover in the heat of passion. This would be the story that a lot of people would believe. The other story was that Doreen, being the kind person that she was, opened her door to Bobby. And yeah, maybe they had a thing going on, but who knows. To help this man out because he had fallen on hard times, was a frequent drug user, and one day or night, he robbed her, and this was simply an act of self-defense. Only thing is, we'll never get that answer as both Dorian and Bobby are the only ones who know. I always had hopes of being a big star. And then I look, as you get older, you, you aim a little lower. And I just say, well, yeah, you still might make an impression. Everybody wants to leave something behind them, some impression, some mark upon the world. And then you think, you left a mark on the world if you just get through it. And a few people remember your name. Then you left a mark. You don't have to bend the whole world. I think it's better to just enjoy it. Pay your dues and enjoy it. If you shoot an arrow and it goes real high, hooray for you. Hey guys, I want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Beyond the Strange. I know today's episode was a little short, but I thought it was informative nonetheless and gave you little details into the life of Dorian Corey. I gave you some snippets of her life. Um, but if I, I hope you, I wonder if you guys noticed that I changed the intro to Strange Talk. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to the band Morning Person. They were the ones responsible for that beautiful piece of music that I had at the beginning of the show. That is going to be from now on my intro. And if you enjoyed that little snippet, you might want to listen to the whole song, which you can find on their Instagram, which is at Morning Person Music on instagram but yeah that band is pretty great i enjoy their music you can find them on facebook.com at facebook.com forward slash morning person music um and the song's called return so if you guys enjoyed that go ahead and check them out i recommend you do also i want to also thank for the music if you enjoyed the music that was actually in the show um with me talking that was by emmy hache Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but if you enjoyed them, go ahead and give them a Google. They're called Emmy Hache. I enjoyed that music as well. But also, I want to give you guys a big thank you for 
giving me 508 downloads. Uh, that's pretty awesome of you guys. So, you know, thank you for that and sticking with me and listening to the episodes, whether they're good or bad. <laughs> but if you want to reach me and give me an, an idea for another topic, you know, for a future episode, you can reach me on Instagram at Strange Talk Podcasts or you can email me at Strange Talk Podcasts at Outlook.com. Um, so if you want to just give me an idea, if you want to just tell me, hey, enjoy your show, or hey, stop doing what you're doing, I don't like it, <laughs> you can go ahead and do that as well. Um, also, um, next Monday, this next coming Monday, is going to be my first serial killer that I'm going to be talking about, and his name is Richard Chase, also known as the Vampire of Sacramento. So stay tuned for that. So I hope you guys will enjoy that, and I hope you guys enjoy today's episode again. So... Thank you again, and as always, stay strange.